So obviously, I told a lie on Monday. Because I said that I wouldn't be uploading on Friday. Well, to be fair, I said I might not be uploading Friday. But here we are. It is a Friday edition of Straight Out of Klein, even though I'm recording this on Thursday night. Because, to be honest, I just realised, you know, that um, I just think weekend podcasts hit a bit harder than podcasts on any other day, if that makes sense. Um, like, even for example, I know Thursday, uh, Thursday is not a weekend, but you know, it's the end of the week. We're getting close to the end of the week when you're on Thursday. And I was listening to Believe You Me, my favourite MMA podcast, Michael Bisping and Anthony Smith, and of course, Brian and Harrington as well. Big shout out to those guys. Uh, for the quality content every week on a, uh, I was going to say on a Monday and a Thursday, but because they're in America, when the episodes actually get released, it's on a Tuesday and a Friday. But I didn't get to hear Monday's episode until today because I was just, you know, busy and um, because I just didn't get a chance to until today. But I just kind of, they just hit different on weekends you know or you know not weekends but the you know days near the end of the week like thursday which you know thursday is like a for me it's an honorary weekend day i do enjoy thursdays i don't know why thursday has just been you know it's just a day i seem to enjoy for the most part at least but uh but yeah that uh that's why i said fuck it i'll come on here and i'll record a little bit because i've been Looking over uh, some of my lines for my show the week after next, we have a performance in the Graffiti Graffiti the Graffiti Theatre Company, um, for three nights, uh, invite only. So I would say go get your tickets, but it is invite only. So there will be exclusive audience members there, privileged so they are to see us perform uh, our show, which the name uh, hasn't been revealed yet. By the time, or at the time of this recording, but it might be out the day this recording goes up. So, that's what I will say about that. And yeah, I've just been looking over my lines and just kind of got the itch to record something. And here we are. Speaking of which, right, because I've teased it a little bit there, and I'm sure the show will probably be recorded and there'll probably be ways of watching it afterwards. But uh, let's uh, let's tell you the start of my monologue, right? So everyone is doing uh, a monologue and a scene, and the monologues had to be either a classical monologue, so something like Shakespeare, or an Irish contemporary monologue from 1980 or after. And the monologue I chose, or, you know, that I was essentially given, uh, or suggested, is Drumbelly by Richard Dormer, who you may know from Game of Thrones. This is the opening part of my monologue and keep in mind in just over a week i'm going to have to say these words in front of a live audience for three nights in a row so here's a little taster so i'm standing there with my dick in my hand pissing on a three-foot gnome and it's good yes Worth living for. And then. Then I take a look down. And I realise. I see what's happening here. I'm pissing on a leprechaun. Yeah. The gnome. 
the thing turns out a fucking leprechaun. It's true. Bright green, standing there with his mouth wide open, and I'm pissing on him. In his mouth. In his little red painted mouth. And scene. So those are words I'm going to have to not only memorize, but perform in front of 70 people per night in the graffiti. I keep saying the graffiti. The graffiti theater company. I'm really looking forward to it though. I really am. It's, this is our end of year show for college. Uh, it's getting emotional, lads. It's getting emotional. It's, you know, it's crazy. I was obviously talking about that last week and... I know I said there was a part of me that was looking forward to be finished. And listen, there are things I'm looking forward to when college is over. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of stuff to look forward to. But, you know, today it was a beautiful sunny day while we were in college. And, you know, everyone was in good form and we were just having a laugh. Even with our, you know, with our um, course uh, director, John, who's also directing the show. We just, you know, we were just having a laugh with him. And it's just... It I don't know, I, I just kind of, you know, I kind of took a moment to let it all sink in and to, I kind of stopped and smelt the roses as well for a little bit and just went, wow, what, what a great year this has been. It really just has been an unbelievable year. I've just met some fantastic people. I've uh, met and worked with some just brilliant actors. I've experienced things that I just never thought I ever would have been able to experience. I've grown a lot as as a human being, not just an actor. Um, I've I really have found the passion for acting. I've really found that it's something I really enjoy doing and that I will continue to do after college. You know, I I'm not going down the academic route. I'm not going down like the bachelor's degree route. But uh, not to you know, not to discredit anyone if they are. I think if that's the route you want to go down, then Jesus Christ go for it, I just don't think it's the route I want to go down, I kind of want to keep my training going, um, you know, work with getting an agent and, and stuff like that, and, and I've got some other things I'm going to be doing as well after college um, that aren't fully related to acting, so that's quite exciting too, um, and obviously some of that involves, you know, some of the new shows I have coming up, some of the things I want to do in terms of like going to, you know, Manchester and stuff and going to more combat sport events and, and pro wrestling events. Like there's definitely, there's a lot I want to do. And I just think that another four years of college wouldn't be the option that I'd be looking at going down. I just think that, uh, especially at my age, and listen, I'm not that old, I'm only 24, but I don't, like essentially I would have to give up the rest of my 20s to do that bachelor's degree. And I don't think it's something I'm willing to do you know, in, in terms of, like, making less money and not, you know, making... Just just not having enough time to explore some other opportunities that have come my way recently. So that's kind of why I'm not going down that route. But to get back on track to what I was saying, because I went on a little bit of a tangent there, I really have just... I, I'm so appreciative of this year and... I think that the other day I was saying that part of me is looking forward to it being over. And, and listen, I, you know, I, wa I wasn't telling a total lie because there are things I'm looking forward to, obviously. But I think I was just in weird form that day. It was just, that was just, a, I remember recording that and it was just a weird day. It was a really, really weird day. And yeah, I, I just, you know, 
Um, I don't want to say it was bitterness because I'm not bitter about anything, but I think it was just a bit of like, oh my god, you know, it just college in college, like a lot of uh, pretty much everything has to work around college when you're in college, and I think that was probably more that of what was getting to me that day. And to be honest with you, I recorded that on a Saturday. I keep nearly knocking over my table, by the way. I po- I apologize. But uh, that was recorded on a Saturday, and I just had a really shit takeaway. Now, I just watched UFC London, which was fantastic. But I bought a takeaway from a local chipper, which is, it's not a chipper in Cloyne, but it's not too far away from Cloyne. It delivers to Cloyne. And I just thought it was a little bit disappointing. I got a margarita pizza with uh, chips, cheese, curry, and I also got some ice cream for afterwards. But uh, thank God I got the ice cream, because that was the nicest part of the fucking whole thing. Everything else was very disappointing. But, uh, yeah, that's why I was in a bit of a bad mood. But, no, I've um, I've really enjoyed this year with all my heart. Um, which I feel like I'm after saying about a million times at this stage. But, you know, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times because it's true. And I'm so appreciative to have met every single one of the friends I've made. And Dara. Uh, I'm obviously joking, Dara. But I know he doesn't listen to this show anymore because, you know, he's a fake friend. And um, he knows what he did. But, of course, I joke. But, uh, yeah, just... It's just hard to believe it's coming to an end. Like, when I got up this morning, I was just thinking about, like, the first day we had of college. And just how nervous I was. It actually, do you know what? It wasn't even the first day. It was the induction day. So I don't know if other colleges... Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I know other colleges actually do uh, do this. Or you have an induction day, like, the week before you start. Just a day where you go into the college, you meet your teachers, you you get a tour of the place, you know, you get a breakdown of the course and what it entails, and you get to, you know, meet people. And it just prepares you for the first, not just the first day, um, not just the first official day, but the first week in general, and just college life in general. And I just remember being so nervous and just being like, this is, it was a big step. It was a big step and it was, it was a new journey. You know, I was walking away from, you know, an old friend group and an old setting, which essentially was seven years of my life. Some of the faces changed, but to be honest with you, the more things changed, the more they stayed the same, to put it kind of, you know, blunt with that group. And even though I knew I had to walk away from that group. And I always said it, right? Because I've spoke about that quite a lot. But to be honest with you, in that setting, and I've I've said this in, you know, in private before, but I've never said this on like a platform. With that old group, or old, I don't want to say group of friends, that old circle I was in, like I didn't want to leave, but I felt like I couldn't stay. And I did everything I could to make, to make it work. Clearly, it just wasn't working, and I knew I had to move on. And even though, as I say, I knew it was the right decision, I, you know, I was walking into the unknown, and it was scary. It was really fucking scary. But, but I did it. And all the sacrifices that I had to make to, you know, join this course, they don't even feel like sacrifices anymore. It just feels like they were all you know, steps in the right path to go down in the at the right time. I think I worded that really badly, but I hope I hope I got the message across some bit there. So, yeah, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. 
I'm trying not to think about the end too much, but it's hard when you're so close to it. But listen, we still have next week, you know, the last week before the show. Then we have the week of the show itself. Uh, two weeks off for Easter, and we still have stuff to do then and to uh, to, to look over and, and to, um, you know, submit assignment-wise. And then that'll be that. But then roll on graduation, which I'm sure will be a great night, and I'm looking forward to that as well. So that's something to look forward to. In the world of combat sports, uh, as I say, UFC London was last week. Uh, an absolutely fantastic show. Uh, all the Brits did their nation proud. And listen, I know I'm Irish, and people say, oh, you have to hate the UK if you're from Ireland. No, you don't. I don't hate the UK. I don't hate anybody over there that has never done anything to me. I was very happy to see all the UK fighters uh, that got their victories. I know there was a couple who, unfortunately, didn't get the victories. But to the ones who did, I was very happy for them. And I was very disappointed for the ones who didn't get the wins. But um, Tom Aspinall, obviously, beating Alexander Volkov in the main event was sensational. Uh, Paddy Pimblett, you know, the star that just keeps on rising. Uh, I've never loved a Scouser so much that wasn't Wayne Rooney. And it almost feels wrong to like someone from Liverpool this much, but you can't help but deny how good he is, Paddy Pimblett. And listen, you know, he's he's a great guy, a great fighter, he's a great ambassador for the sport. And to be fair to him, you know, he said that, you know, with the comparisons to Conor McGregor, that he wants to make as much money as Conor McGregor does so that nobody in his city will ever starve again. You know, no child will ever have to eat from a food bank again. And obviously we've seen the great work that Marcus Rashford has done. And of course, Marcus Rashford, I obviously love, not just because he's a Manchester United player, and that's obviously the club I support, but, you know, just the stuff he's done for feeding the kids in England is fantastic. And uh, yeah, listen, for Paddy Pimblett to say something like that was, you know, that's that's really good of him. And I think he's a great ambassador for the sport, for European mixed martial arts. And listen, with a name like Paddy, you know, he has some Irish blood in him, so you got to cut me some slack there. Uh, and obviously Molly McCann, another scouser who... See, she supports Everton, so it's easier to like her. <laughs> but uh, what an insane knockout that was. That was KO of the fucking year. Brilliant uh, spinning back elbow. A lovely knockout. Um, Arnold Allen as well. Uh, fantastic win over Dan Hooker. You know, Dan Hooker, obviously there's been a lot of question marks over him. And uh, people saying that, you know, he's lost... I think it's three of his last four. And he just seems to be taking fights willy-nilly. Which... I think he needs to relook that approach because I don't think he's giving himself enough time to prepare for these fights. And I think that he's become, he obviously loves fighting and he's obsessed with getting in there. And I know Dana White really would, would really appreciate that, that he's become the, the last minute man. Uh, if anyone needs an opponent uh, in and around his weight division, he'll, he'll do it, which, you know, is it's, it's commendable in a way, but also it's a bit, you know, it's. I think Anthony Smith said it perfectly on Believe You Me this week. It's not paying his bills, or not as much as it should do anyway. You know, he's he's not going to make a long term living off of that. So I think he needs to be more calculated with the fights that he picks. Nobody's denying his toughness. Nobody's denying that he is a talented fighter. I just don't think he's making the right decisions mentally. But uh, a very impressive, very impressive when I should say, uh, from from uh, from Arnold, and. Uh, what else? Uh, Paul Craig, obviously, with a fantastic victory in the prelims. Uh, used his jiu-jitsu fantastically. You know, he even said himself afterwards, it was like Hulk Hogan hulking up, uh, which I thought was a really good way of putting it. And he called out Anthony Smith, who I've mentioned, obviously, on this show before. 
um, which I think would be a great fight at light heavyweight. Two guys who have the utmost respect for each other, two of the best in the division, you know, and I think that would be a fantastic fight for both the Scotsman and the uh, man from Arkansas. Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Anthony. Where are you from again? <laughs> is it Nebraska he's from, Anthony Smith? Let me check. Why is this taking so long to load? Oh, God. I, and I, listen, he's part of my favorite MMA podcast, but he's from a part of America that I always get mixed up. He is from... He was, he was born in Corpus Christi, but he's from... Yeah, Nebraska. Okay, so I, I, was, I was right eventually. He is from Nebraska. He grew up in Nebraska. Which, yeah. So the the Nebraska native versus the Scotsman. I think that would be a great fight. Uh, and he wants it to happen in the UK. Not just the UK, but in, in Scotland as well. Because, uh, let me just sit back here a second. Ugh, not editing this out. Uh, he wants to have the fight in Scotland. And uh, that would be very interesting. Because Anthony Smith said himself, he's after getting a big following in the UK. Thanks to the Believe You Me podcast. With Michael Bisping, who of course is from uh, Clitheroe. In uh, the UK, near Manchester. So, you know, he said he was kind of scared of losing his UK following. But listen, I I have the utmost respect for both guys. It would be hard to pick someone to, to root for in that fight because I like them both so much. Uh, but yeah, I think that it would be a great fight. And I think that either way, I think the fans would be in for a great fight. Uh, Jack Shore also got a win on the prelims as well. Very impressive uh, young Welsh fighter. And off the top of my head, that's pretty much all that I can remember in terms of the UK fighters. Don't really want to dwell into the losses too much because I just don't have the energy. Uh, in wrestling, both amateur and pro, uh, we had the NCAA Championships, which Gable Stevenson um, won yet again at heavyweight, making him a two-time national champion whilst he prepares for his move to the WWE, which is very exciting indeed. Very excited to see what he does for WWE, I think that um, when amateur wrestlers go pro, they just seem to get the psychology and they just seem to get the technique pretty much instantly when they go from amateur to pro, which isn't easy because, you know, when when an amateur wrestler goes to pro wrestling, like, you're having to turn a lot of your instincts off. Because in amateur wrestling, they tell you not to show any emotion, you know, to, being on your back is the worst thing imaginable, and you are essentially trying to throw somebody else onto the mat and get the victory. Whereas in pro wrestling, it's all about showing emotion. You have to get used to your back being on the mat and getting slammed to the mat as well. Uh, you know, it's it's about the performance. It's it's not about. It's not necessarily about who wins and who loses. It's more about telling the story and putting on a great show. Um, but you know, obviously Brock Lesnar and Carl Angle are two examples of how well you can do it at the highest level. Chad Gable, another one. Um, you know, so many great wrestlers throughout the year, uh, amateur wrestlers have gone on to pro wrestling. And uh, yeah, fair play to Gable Stevenson for becoming a two-time national wrestling champion. And I look forward to seeing what he does in WWE. He said he will be at WrestleMania next weekend, uh, which is very exciting that we have WrestleMania to look forward to uh, next weekend, which is now, of course, a two-night event uh, on Saturday and Sunday of, of next week, as I say which is great. I think the two-night WrestleManias uh, should definitely be here to stay. I think that they are um, just a lot easier to get through because WrestleMania 35, which was one night, was seven fucking hours long. And it was way too long of a show. And the sad thing about that is it was actually a really good show, but 
it was way too long. Just way, way too fucking long. And I think that some of the matches suffered, unfortunately. But there is there is a good three-hour show on there. But there's also a lot of filler in that show, too. And that would definitely would have benefited from being two nights. So if there's any good thing to come from the pandemic in terms of wrestling, it's the fact that it made WrestleMania a two-night show. So that that's obviously a good thing. I know The Undertaker has come into some controversy recently. It's actually his birthday today, so happy birthday to the GOAT of pro wrestling, The Undertaker, my all-time personal favourite. I have his symbol tattooed onto my leg, so that will tell you how much of an inspiration he's been to me. But it was something to do with, I haven't heard the full thing of what he actually said, but it was kind of going off what he said on the Joe Rogan podcast about wrestlers being soft these days and, you know, needing to be... I think people are criticising him because... He said something about having to be more realistic. And then people are, you know, saying that's hypocritical because he played like an undead zombie, you know, mortician for 30 plus years. But that's exactly the point. I think that people are misinterpreting what he's saying. I don't think it's him saying be realistic in the sense that you have to play the average Joe and, you know, just wrestle. I think what he means is that you have to make it more believable. Because that's the thing when people are saying, oh, but this guy played an undead fucking zombie character for 30 plus years. He did. And look at the money he made from doing that. Any other person who you gave that gimmick to, I believe would have failed and would have been lucky to have lasted a year. They would have been lucky to last six months. Mark Calloway did it for 30 fucking years. You break down the Undertaker character, it makes very little sense. It's goofy as fuck, and it shouldn't have been taken as seriously as it was for as long as it was. But that is a credit to how well Mark Calloway performed the character. The exact same with Kane, and how Glenn Jacobs performed the character Kane in its prime. I don't think anybody else would have been able to do that. I think that Bray Wyatt deserves a lot of credit for how he performed The Fiend, because... He was throwing a lot of fucking shit. But I still think he performed... Even the bad bits he was given, I think he performed really well. And I think that's what The Undertaker is saying more. We need we need more believability. We need to be able to, to suspend the disbelief more. Because unfortunately, lads, in wrestling nowadays, and I hate saying it, but the characters just aren't as interesting as they used to be. So I'm going to defend The Undertaker and what he said. I think that people just don't like, you know, the old school man criticizing what the guys are doing now. Because wrestling is not just about flips and spinny shit. It, it's, about, it's about psychology. It's about telling a great story. And it's about suspending your disbelief for larger than life characters. And I don't think nowadays we have enough of that. Not saying it's not there at all. I think Roman Reigns does a great job of it. I think Brock does a great job of it. I think that um, Randy Orton does a great job of it. Uh, Riddle does a great job. I think that Sami Zayn does a fantastic job. I think there's a lot of people out there who do a really good job of it. But I just think that it it lacks it lacks it a bit the farther you go down. Um. And I think other promotions struggle with it as well. And I think that's why promotions like AEW are good, but they have a ceiling. Now, I've said that about AEW before, that it's it's a very good promotion for what it, what it needs to be. But I think that it does have a bit of a ceiling in terms of what it can achieve. 
But listen, this is kind of a glimpse into what you can expect on Celtic Combat, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the spiel on you know combat sports. Uh, I feel like I'm having to lean down an awful lot uh, to record this part of the podcast. So just give me a second whilst I just bring the table's height up a little bit. Right, that's a lot better. I don't know why it was so low down. I really realised how sore my back was getting. And yeah, that was that was annoying. Not gonna lie. But that's the weekly roundup of combat sports that you can expect over on Celtic Combat when that show launches, which uh, will be hopefully around July. Also, right, I'm uh, going to be streaming on Twitch tonight, which I'm really excited about. I haven't done that for a while. I'm going to be streaming uh, some FIFA career mode. We did a poll over on TikTok um, where you could decide between two different types of FIFA career mode. One was a Manchester United career mode because we've had a shit season and I was going to try and correct that. And the second one was a create a club career mode, which obviously is where you create your own team. You create the badge, the jerseys and whatnot. And that is thankfully what won because to be honest with you, I just think that would be a little bit more fun. Uh, And as much as I love United, I, I just, I think I would just be a little bit sad. And also, you know, I'm doing a United career mode off camera as well so (laughs) i didn't want to do another one but um i think it would just make me a little bit sad seeing that wow we're doing so well here if we were doing well and going christ we've had a shit season in real life where once again we have not won fucking anything but listen that's football for you and uh yeah still can't wait to be in manchester in uh june so i'm getting a lot of notifications on my phone right now and i just want to see is it anything worth talking about on here uh no it's not obviously something else i could have mentioned about the combat sport world are the arrests of jorge masvidal and conor mcgregor but you know what i don't have the energy to get into stuff like that today because it's just too much just too much to get into right now but anyways uh yeah i'm going to eventually leave the link for the twitch in my bio on twitter and tiktok and instagram uh, as well and on this uh, episode, but I actually need to change a couple of things with the account because it's been a while since I've used it, and I think it's actually still in the name of Joseph Turl, my old professional wrestling name, and obviously my granddad's name as well. But more importantly, my granddad's name, but obviously, you know, people know that I use that name as a tribute to granddad when I was in pro wrestling, so I just need to change that because um, I obviously don't use that name anymore, as proud as I am that I got to use it, and you never know, one day... I might make that return to the pro wrestling scene, but not in a referee capacity, or even as uh, an in-ring wrestler. I would—I think I've said it before. I would love to do heel commentary or to be a heel manager. I think I would—I think I would do better in those instances as opposed to doing the refereeing, which was still a lot of fun, and I'm still really glad I did it. But it is definitely not something that I would be looking to do again, to be honest. Anything else worth talking about at the moment? Um. I'm really enjoying this can of Coke next to me. That's something to talk about, isn't it? Uh, It was a lovely day today. That's another thing to talk about. Yeah, that's something to talk about. The weather. The weather has been really, really good this week. Oh, no, to be fair, this morning, uh, Thursday morning, the time of recording, uh, I 
could barely see walking down to the bus because fuck me, there was some amount of fog. And like my eyes are fucked at the moment. Uh, they get very strained and I have I have um, floaters in the back of my eye, which uh, I'm hoping to get removed soon. Uh, so the fog was kind of irritating them and they were coming across my field of vision, which was annoying. Uh, so that was pretty stressful trying to walk down to the bus but uh thankfully it brightened up and we uh got to see the beautiful sun walking back to the city from college which was great so hopefully this episode is coming out on a lovely sunny day and hopefully we have a nice weekend as well when it comes to weather and just let's just hope the weather stays nice for the next few months i mean mean, last summer here in ireland fuck me lads i will never forget the heat I will never forget the effort it was just to go to bed. Because even you could have all the windows open, you could have three fucking fans on in the room trying to cool you down, and it was still too fucking hot. The amount of water, cold water I was pouring over my head just to try and cool down was crazy. I remember like going into the shower before at like 3 o'clock in the morning and just putting on the cold water and just staying there for like half an hour. Because it was way too fucking warm. It was absolutely just... It was unnatural. And uh, let's hope we don't have that type of heat again. Because as much as I like the sun and as, as much as I like nice weather, that was just too much. That was just far too fucking much. And uh, it's not something that I would like to experience again. So if if it can be lovely and warm with a lovely cool breeze, then I think that would be absolutely ideal. And... I think it would be just great for people like me because that's what's most important is that Dylan Turl Reeve is happy with what the weather is like and to hell with everybody else. I joke, of course, but there's a question for you. That's that's a question I will end on. Would you rather it be roasting hot all the time or would you rather it be freezing cold all the time no in between no overcast no you know hot with a breeze no clouds with you know normal temperature it's either going to be roasting fucking hot or freezing fucking cold which one would you rather have all the time that's the question i'm going to end on so i will end this episode now uh half an hour in which is great because I've enjoyed this episode a lot more than I did last week's. Because last week's, I was just in really weird form. And today, the time of this recording, I'm in a bit of better form. So, that's always good. So, sayonara for now, lads. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Outta Cloyne. If you would like to see me streaming over on Twitch tomorrow, I will be going live at about 9pm uh, Irish time. So, 9pm GMT. So, yeah, I will leave a link in the description of this episode eventually. It may not be up straight away, so if you're listening to this, like, first thing in the morning, it may not be there now, but I will have it up there as soon as I can uh, once I just sort out a few things with the Twitch account. And hopefully, I will see you over there. And if not, talk to you all next week. Enjoy this little clip of another fantastic wrestling promo that I absolutely love, and hopefully you will too. The Rock understands what took place. The night you won King of the Ring, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together, and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this. Oh, dear God.
You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem. Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is.